T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hello, fellow patriots, liberty lovers, and chumps for Trump. Great to have you along. Here we go, getting underway with hour number two of the Bobby Mack Show, pre-election day edition. By the way, tomorrow night, our election night coverage with yours truly, uh, Tara from our morning show, Lee Rogers, our news director, and uh, many political pundit guests, including some from Fox News, Uh, Our coverage will begin right after my program ends at 7 o'clock, and we will be here for two hours from 7 until 9, and then, of course, uh, we will take over Fox News coverage of the national results. So that's the, uh, the plan for tomorrow night. Great to have you along. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800 347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307, and my email address, bob at 1063word.com. If you were with uh, with us uh, in the last hour, uh, you may recall that a a caller uh, during the last hour uh, was inquiring about the candidacy of Josh Kimbrell, who was running against uh, Glenn Reese for a South Carolina Senate seat. And, uh, and I had expressed some reservations uh, about Josh, and uh, he has called in and joins us now on the program. Josh, good to have you here. I'm assuming that uh, your ears were burning when, <laughs> and people may have been instantaneously uh, ringing your phone and saying, hey, Bobby Mack is talking about you on the radio. So uh, thanks for calling in and give you an opportunity to speak your piece. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. My pleasure to be with you, and thank you for taking the, uh, the call, I, w- I did not get to hear your segment earlier, but I was I did have supporters who said, hey, uh, you know, I want to call Bob. So I wanted to call and, and talk to you because I know that you had some questions. And I think you had a caller ask some questions about this race. And I wanted to, to weigh in and, and give you a chance and anybody who may have a question to throw it at me. And I'm happy to answer. It. Sure. Fair enough. The, the, the only negative comment that I had, Josh, and by the way, I should point out uh, that when uh, Josh was under attack, Uh, a number of years ago, uh, was being vilified in the media. Uh, We defended him on this program against charges uh, that turned out to be false and ended up uh, being dropped and uh, really have no relationship to to what's going on today. My my only uh, hesitation, Josh, about your candidacy is that uh, it has it struck me and, and you're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, you had been kind of 
aggressively ambitious uh, in in seeking one office after another. And certainly there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, And I also pointed out that uh, you have the endorsement of John Warren and Chuck Wright, uh, who are two people in the political scene that I have great respect for. And, and ended up saying that with a caller saying, well, do I have an option here, Bob? And I said, no, you don't. You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, everybody listening to the sound of my voice should vote the straight Republican ticket. And that will ensure that the Bill Bledsoe business and the Lindsey Graham race uh, will be dealt with and that uh, that your race would be unaffected in that regard as well. So the only other um, objection, I guess uh, I would say, Josh, uh, is that I remember uh, three years ago, I guess it was, when you were the head of the South, of the uh, Spartanburg County GOP, uh, you did support the sales tax increase over there. And so, uh, you know, well, no, and part I'm happy of... to answer both of those. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm happy, fine. And, and, you, and you've always been very fair. And let me, let me say that I'm, well, I'm, thank I'm you. thankful for what you I, do. I, I, I try you, to be. You were very good to, and you were very good to me during that, that uh, custody battle I had years ago that I wrote a book about. But uh, let's let's take them one at a time if that's okay, and, and feel sure. free to pepper me with questions or ask for clarification. Number one, in terms of running uh, for a number of offices, in fact, this is actually the only time, the second time I've ever run. I ran one time before uh, in the primary for the United States Congress in 2018. That's the first time I'd ever run for public office, and and this is frankly only the second time I've ever run for public office. And the reason I'm running now is I'm a native of Spartanburg County. This is home turf for me. I was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. I went to school in this district, and, and frankly, Senator Reese has been extremely liberal and has moved even further to the left in this most recent term, not only voting for gun control legislation, authoring it, uh, not only voting for, for tax increases, he's openly and, and, and co-sponsored the bills, uh, not only opposing pro-life legislation, but filibustering the heartbeat bill, and, and frankly, he is my senator, and as a conservative, I could not stand by and watch a uh, a further lurch to the left by a senator who claims to people that he's pro-life and pro-Second Amendment, but when he goes to Columbia, votes exactly in the opposite way. So, so I just wanted to clarify, this is only the second time I've run, and I'm running because this is my district where I grew up, and I'm very concerned about the direction that Senator Reese has taken it, and we want to move it uh, in a conservative direction. Okay, that's to fair enough. Point, and to your point about the, the, the uh, Sparber County GOP and the penny tax a few years ago, Bob, we were in a horrible situation with Sparber County Council on that issue. I don't like tax increases. And John Warren, as you pointed out, has endorsed me. I endorsed John when he ran against Governor McMaster a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago in the Republican primary. I've supported John. John and I are good friends. He's endorsed me and said, look, Kimball will fight against tax increases in Columbia. And that's 100 percent true. In fact, one of the things I've I've run on in Sparber County in this election is that I want to see an immediate 2% 2% reduction in the top marginal corporate and individual income tax in South Carolina because we're the highest in the Southeast, and we've got to bring that down. Right. To your point about the sales tax, the, the reason I supported – and look, it, I, had to, I had to choke on it a little bit. But there were two – before the county council, there was a decision to build a new courthouse. There was a big right. fight. And if you're if from Spartanburg County, you know all about it. Uh, huge fight over this courthouse. It had serious health issues going on with it. They were getting sued. And the county council decided, hey, we're going to build a new courthouse. They didn't have the money to do it, and that's for a lot of wasteful spending over the years on parks and other things they shouldn't have spent the money on. They didn't have the cash to do it, so there was a push in the county council to raise property taxes. And they were going to go raise the taxes, 
and it was going to be a permanent millage rate increase, and it was going to increase every year for 10 years. Or they were going to put a ballot referendum in place for a one-cent sales tax increase which had a sunset provision. I didn't like either one. I thought county council wasted too much money. I felt like they were fiscally irresponsible in the prior years. But as a property owner, I knew that for the, the less pain that we would experience is a sunsetted uh, penny sales tax increase versus a permanent property tax increase. And it went on the ballot, and the majority of Smart Brook citizens voted for that for the same reasons that I did, which is yeah. if I can get a six-year non-reauthorized, they can't reauthorize it without coming back to the electorate. And I will not vote to reauthorize it. I thought, well, give them a few years to pay for this. If they don't pay for it, they're not going to reauthorize it, and the property taxes didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, just on the heels of that, what did not get as much attention, I wish it would have, is on the heels of that, I went to Spartanburg County School District, too. Uh, the only, I stood with the only school board member on the Spartanburg County School District, too, to oppose a millage rate increase last fall on property owners over here for they wanted to have a slush fund. Frankly, we had already paid for the teacher pay increase, which I did support the teacher pay increase, but we, we had enough money to do that. We had enough money to bond the new high school, and they still wanted more money, and I opposed that property tax increase. So my opponent's trying to have it both ways. On the one hand, he's trying to say, well, Kimball supported that penny sales tax, which, by the way, so did he. And then he says, oh, but he, he opposed school funding. Well, no, I didn't oppose school funding. I opposed property taxes. What right. I don't like, Bob, above every other form of taxation is property taxes. I always fight those. Okay, well, that's fair enough. I, I appreciate uh, your calling, Josh, and I appreciate uh, your explanations. And as I said uh, to the caller, uh, two of the individuals that I have uh, respect for uh, and admire their conservative tr- uh, credentials are John Warren, who I hope uh, to see run again for governor, because quite frankly, I feel like if he had started his campaign even three months earlier, last time around, uh, we wouldn't have Henry McMaster in the governor's mansion now, and Chuck Wright, the uh, the sheriff of Spartanburg County, who I also have respect for. So I appreciate you taking the time to call in, and I also am encouraging people to vote the straight Republican ticket, because frankly, I feel there is no alternative to that. So I appreciate your taking appreciate time to call in. Do. Thank you, sir. I appreciate all you do, and I'm with you on John. And if he runs again, I'll be I'll be helping you help John. Yeah, as I as will I. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate the call, Josh Kimbrell, uh, calling in this afternoon. Uh, Sixteen after four here on the Bobby Mac Show. Quick break here, and then your calls are coming right up here on the Monday Monday edition on WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Four twenty here on the day before election day edition, Bobby Mack show. If you've already voted, you thought that early voting line was long. <laughs> you you ought to see the line of people waiting to uh, to speak with me on the Bobby Mack show today, and I greatly appreciate the peach the patience of everybody online. We will get to you beginning now with uh, Chad, who is in Simpsonville. Hi, Chad, and welcome to the Bobby Mack show. Hi, Bobby Mack. How are you doing today? So far, so good. Hey, I wanted to tell you about the phone call I received yesterday from the Women for Harrison Committee. <laughs> Wanted to know if I was going to vote for Jamie Harrison. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I'm a registered Republican, so they wanted me to vote for him. So I played along and said, sure, I'm going to vote for him, uh-huh. even though I lied to them. Right. And uh, they went so far as to make tell me congratulations on voting for him, uh, <laughs> making sure that I hadn't already voted, and offered me a free Uber ride to the polls. Wow. Yeah, I think they're desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they didn't offer to bring you an absentee ballot that they'd be happy to fill out for you and return to your local county's election commission. Well, they didn't quite go that far, but uh, I thought the ride that they were offering was a pretty uh, desperate move there to get me to the polls. But I just wanted to let you and your listeners know that they're out there and they're trying hard. So we need to vote and support Lindsey Graham and uh, make sure because we don't want to lose that seat. Maybe, Maybe this is too obvious, Chad, but usually when you're in a political race and you have a bunch of people that are making phone calls, Aren't they typically making phone calls to people that they suspect probably are supporters uh, trying to energize their base and make sure they get out and vote on Election Day? And yet here they are calling Republicans. Yeah, that's why I thought it was so strange, Bobby, because I haven't voted Democrat for about 40 years. Yeah, That's uh, that's interesting stuff. Thank you, Chad. And uh, I'm assuming uh, that uh, you don't need that Uber ride, huh? No, I can walk to my polling case. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you here, sir. Thanks for the call. I appreciate the information. Uh, next uh, in line is, uh, is I'm sorry, who's that, uh, Money Penny? Yeah, James, who was in my stomping grounds of Taylor's. Hi, James, and welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. I know you're busy. Um I just wanted to say, uh, all we've heard was how important this election is, probably the most important in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't doesn't Trump have the ultimate card when he's got Biden and Kamala Harris on video uh, incriminating themselves to not upholding the Constitution? Can he say, hey, man, you're not coming near this White House? 
You know, is that, you not, would, is that not a, uh, is that not an option, or is this something by him to show them how many people in America are against their way of censoring the media, all the deception? You know, it, it's fascinating because they have by they I mean uh, the left, uh, the deep state, the swamp, the new world order, whatever name you want to give them, they have been sure. at work for a couple of generations taking over uh, the public education system, uh, taking over the arts, if you want to call them that, with Hollywood and television, right. uh, taking over the media. Uh, and, and now they are hoping that they will see the fruition of their labors with enough people buying into what they're selling. But what they're selling you remember, uh, you're probably old enough to remember, James, uh, when a, a major corporation down in Atlanta came out with a new product, New Coke. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And they poured, they poured hundreds of millions of dollars into replacing the original Coke formula with New Coke. Uh, I'll never forget it. My point being, New Coke lasted about three months and they had to dump it and bring back the original Coke formula, which just goes to show that no matter how much money you spend, if the product you're promoting is no good, then you're advertising a women and it's going nowhere. And I think the Democrats are going to find that they have poured over $100 million into the South Carolina Senate race uh, only to be rebuffed. Uh, the great analogy, Bob. And remember, every gun, like myself, every gun-toting redneck is willing to die for this country and its <laughs> constitution. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, uh, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, appreciate the call. Me Thank too. you, James. I appreciate it. 426 here on the Bobby Mack Show. To to James's point, uh, Money Penny, you have that uh, soundbite handy from uh, Kamala Harris. Okay, Money Penny is going to look for it. You may, if you listen to Tara this morning, I believe she played this as well. When when they are talking, they think exclusively to their base, to their their supporters. They will come closer to telling you the truth then than when they are just on the campaign trail. And the the Harris campaign put together a little video that's a cartoon that attempts to explain in in their from their perspective the difference between equality and equity and when you listen to it it's frightening uh, because Kamala Harris is essentially paraphrasing Karl Marx and every other communist that ever tried to impose that tyrannical form of government on uh, on a population uh, got it there, Money Penny. Let's let's listen to Kamala Harris in her own words. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still gonna be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment 
means we all end up at the same place. So there you go. The, uh, the explanation from the woman that if Joe Biden wins, make no mistake, will be in the White House within a year at the outside. She is not talking about equality uh, guaranteed under the Constitution being the equality of opportunity. Everybody having an opportunity to succeed based on their own willingness to work, uh, their own innate talents and skills, as opposed to what she prefers, the, uh, the equality, or the, as she puts it, the equity of outcome. In other words, no matter how talented you may be, no matter how hard you're willing to work, your outcome will be the same as someone who is unwilling to work. Not to mention the fact that under this kind of communist manifesto that Kamala Harris is promoting, look at the end result. The old Soviet Union. Those at the top of the party had the big homes, the dachas on the Black Sea, while those at the bottom had nothing. Not enough food to eat. Can't get a job that you want. Your, your career is laid out for you. They decide what job you should have. It's a fallacy, and it is a failed system of tyranny that has crushed opportunity and the lives of hundreds of millions of people and has taken the lives in the old Soviet Union, communist China today, North Korea, the list goes on and on. Pol Pot, another communist dictator in Southeast Asia. The bodies have been stacked up by the hundreds of millions to communism. And this is what the so-called Democrat Party is promoting. Make no mistake about it. 4.30 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Annie is ready in the News Center. I'm right back, and I'm right back into the callers next here on WORD.
Welcome back. 438, 22 before 5. And my apologies, I'm only about 75 or 100 text messages behind. Uh, this one just popped in. Bobby, so Kamala, if I got this right, uh, equality means two women compete for the affections of a man. Equity means the wife shares her husband equally with his mistress who is seeking political gain. Is that about it? Well, if the man happens to be running as a Democrat for the U.S. Senate in North Carolina, yeah. To the phones we go. Let's go to Spartanburg and bring in uh, Jason here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, Jason, and welcome to the program, and thank you for your patience. Yeah, how you doing, Bobby? I hadn't talked to you in a long time, man. Yes, sir. Good to have you here. So um, I go to church with Josh Kimbrell. Um, mm-hmm. and actually they had a pro-life rally they do once a year in Spartburg. Um, Josh was one of the first people I seen when I got there yesterday. Just, um, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations. We stood side by side and had long conversations yesterday about the pro-life and, you know, the conservative values. And that was kind of the point that he kept making it is exactly what he said. It's just, you know, can't stand by anymore and see stuff like what, Glenn Reese has done, you know, yeah. he, he couldn't do that anymore. So, you know, what he said, he's running for that reason. I mean, there's a lot of people talk like that, that that's what you want to do. You get tired of seeing it, so you need to make a difference. Well, and, you and know, kind of- in fairness, Jason, I have been critical in the past. I, I, I seem to be kind of hypocritical in a sense in my criticism of Josh. Uh, I, I've been... Uh, critical in the past of the political system being so mean, so vitriolic, that it has forced average people who would not otherwise consider running for office to not run just because politics is such a dirty game. And so it it seems like to be consistent, I should be actually complimenting Josh for being in this race, uh, when in the past I've been critical of people for not stepping up and doing that. So I don't want to be hypocritical in my approach. Yeah, and, and I just have to say, you know, I had an opportunity to, to talk to him. It's funny, him and my wife share the same birthday, and that was kind of how I, I mm-hmm. found out that he went to church with me. Right. Um, and it's just talking to the guy, I mean, he's genuine. You know you know yourself, Bob, when you talk to people, you know when they're faking it. Yeah, that's and true. I've had a lot of, con- you know, or not a lot, I've had a conversation or two now with Josh that, and it's just, it's genuine. Like, I mean, the guy truly feels mm-hmm. what he's saying. Yeah. And to me, that knowing that that's who you are and that's how you perceive things around you and the people around you and what's going on in our county uh, and that you're willing to put yourself out there. I mean, look at what Trump's taking. And now Josh could stand to take the same thing, you know, the attacks that he's getting right. um, from the left and that he's willing to put himself out there like that. Um, awesome guy. I, I'll tell you right now, he had my vote. If I was in, I'm not even in his district. That's the yeah. other thing. Like I'm voicing my opinion about this guy. I can't even vote for him. I have Shane Martin. I love Shane Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I, I can't even vote for Josh. I, every time I see him, I tell him that to him. Like, hey man, I wish I could vote for you. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Um, gotcha. He's just, he's a, he's a really, really good guy. I mean, and that's like I say, I have nothing to gain by saying it, but just being honest. Well, and as I said, as I said earlier, thank you, Jason. I appreciate the call. It's it's good of you to do that. As I said earlier, I don't know Josh personally. I think I may have met him once or twice at various political events, but but I I can't claim to really know him or say he's a friend. 
so uh, you should factor that into the equation as well. Uh, let's go to uh, Spartanburg next and bring in Sharon here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, Sharon. Thank you for waiting and welcome to the program. Hey, Bobby. <clears throat> I've been thinking about this election, and I think with a federal election, all the terms in every state should be the same. If they want to have state, you know, states make up their own rules about voting and and mail-in and when they start and when they end, mm-hmm. let them do it for their own state elections. But when it's a federal election, I think everything ought to be the same. Yeah, it would be nice to have that, that kind of uniformity. Uh, and yet... Well, what are, you I know, mean, you know, you move from state to state, you yeah. don't know what what your rules are or not. And I just think in a federal election, since we are voting for the president of the country, all the rules and timelines ought to be exactly the same. And and here's why it's not, Sharon, because the founders in setting up the Electoral College, essentially we talk about a federal election, an election for the presidency, and it's not really one election it's it's a presidential election year but it is in point of fact 50 separate elections that are then voted on the results of those 50 separate elections by the electors in the electoral college to elect the president and and that's what the founders intended so that the states would have individual control over their their well, own electoral process there should be any state that has nine days after the election and the ballot still count yeah and and i would, you know, I would most, certainly most politicians are starting to work on their next campaign <laughs> by then <laughs> well that's a good point and 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 the rub in this equation comes when we get democrats running uh, these various state election commissions, as has happened in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, that you're referring to. Uh, the, the one caveat here is that even after the election is done, uh, these rulings, and in some cases, uh, they're by election commissions of the state, and in some cases, uh, they're by a governor, uh, they still are subject to review after the election by the Supreme Court. So uh, there, are, there are many on the court who already have spoken out, conservative justices, who have said they believe that these actions in some of these states where your ballot can be counted nine days after the election, they believe that to be unconstitutional. And, and we could well, see I this fought out in court. Well, the other thing I would like to bring up, you know, I always thought that birth, there's two things about birth control. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was like for birth prevention, not birth control and be killing babies after the fact. Yes. I yes. thought it was, you know, birth control was before the fact. And, and there's also, uh, I, I hate to be really old school here, Sharon, uh, there's also abstinence, is there not? Well, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was fun. I merely said it was an option. 
<laughs> Thanks for the call, Sharon. I appreciate it. Good to have you here. 446. And, and look, I, I get it about the Democrats wanting to change all the rules uh, to make uh, make sure they can ballot harvest or whatever they need to do to try and pull out a win. Uh, I get it. 14 before 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Be right back. Welcome back, 451. It is 9 before 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. We are in the closing minutes of hour number two as I go right back to the phones and uh, bring in Mike, who is in uh, Greenville. Mike, am I correct in assuming uh, that you are the Mike, who is the uh, director of the Wastewater Collection System Department for the Gantt Fire, Sewer, and Police District in Greenville County? Do I have your identity right? Yes, you do. And I was going to identify myself to be very clear so no one would have any question about uh, my motivation or anything else in bringing this up. Understood. Well, the thing that I wanted to to notify everybody about is about a year ago, uh, Greenville County tried to slide in an, an ordinance to consolidate sanitary sewer within the upstate of South Carolina. And they did it on a Friday afternoon at 5, 530. And it was a an ordinance for first reading by name only. So when people realized what was going on, they stood up against it and said, look, we're not going to have this because we've been we have been providing services for these uh, for the upstate since the 1930s. Right, and the reason that we are we were established as state special purpose districts is because municipalities did not want to provide services outside their boundaries, and the county didn't want to provide services that they didn't feel were were in their wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. the state created these special purpose districts. Well, we have been actively working for the community and in our community as elected officials, uh, and uh, the organizations are state run. Uh, we collect our taxes uh, through Greenville County, but we are not beholden to Greenville County. Now, one of the problems that um, that we we know is out there is that uh, sanitary sewer over the years has been deteriorating, and and uh, even the uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, even in 2017, said that over the next 25 years there's going to have to be a 271 billion dollar investment to keep up with the new houses and everything else that's going on. Well, the when the uh, when the consolidation effort, uh, quote unquote, failed last year. And, and uh, I, am I sorry to interrupt you, Mike? Needed. I'm sorry no, to interrupt you, Mike, but I just I wanted to be clear on something. The one that you mentioned a year ago, that was an attempt to put everything under the umbrella of Rewa. Is that right? That Metro and Rewa, that was yeah. to join them, the two of them, and then bring the rest of the districts in because it actually listed us. Gotcha. Well, now they put out 6 o'clock or 5-something last Friday, 
that the meeting that is going to bring up the ordinance and a resolution to not combine Metro and Rewa, but to put the state special purpose districts, Wade Hampton, Taylors, uh, Parker, Berea, Gantt, and Marietta, mm-hmm. all under Metropolitan, all who are elected officials under a group that is actually appointed officials. So uh, everybody who was complaining about Metro's rates last year when they went up and they changed to a per-gallon fee instead of ad valorem, right. well, guess, guess what? That will affect every person in the entire upstate. And they have scheduled the meeting by Zoom or by uh, live stream tomorrow at 5 o'clock. On, on election, election day, day, yeah, at five o'clock, when people should be out voting and taking care of their national, especially working working folk, sure. But what makes me so angry is that they put it out on a Friday evening, when tens of thousands of people were without power, even the entire weekend, and thousands not now. Right. Then you have older people, you have people who don't have internet, and they have no way to voice their public opinion, and so. We uh, we want to get the word out so that people can talk to their county council members. I mean, if they live in your neighborhood, give them a call. Right. Because the thing is, is that they're citing through these reports that all of all of the districts more than were more than happy to show what we were doing, how we were doing it, how we were funding it, and how we're moving forward. And the report showed that two of the districts, and this was carried by the Post and Courier. Mm-hmm. Not Greenville News, but the Post right. and Courier. Right. That two of the districts couldn't financially reach it. Well, that means that four of the districts could. Right. But because of this power grab and this money grab, that this is being done clandestinely and quickly and on election day. Well, I mean, how ridiculous is that? Yeah, I I appreciate you bringing this uh, this issue. Uh, to people's attention, Mike, because it is something that is important and affects everybody's pocketbook. And uh, is this going to be the first reading tomorrow? Tomorrow night is is a resolution and the first reading of the ordinance. Now, All right. so we do have some time here. Districts. Yeah, we we do have uh, some time well, here, the, Mike. I, I wish I had more time, Mike. I'm, on, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm sorry. You. I hate to interrupt you, but I'm right up against a heartbreak, no and I've got to go. But thank you very much for the information, and we will talk more about this. See you back on the other side with the five o'clock follies here on WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 